There's great power in a name. It says who we are. It's what we are known by to all those around us. And there's nothing so powerful as the name of the Lord God. In a world that often feels chaotic and fear-filled, God's name is the one to hold close. In this series on the names of God, CMC pastors will be sharing the importance and emphasis of each name and revealing how they meet the needs of our everyday circumstances and situations. Join lead pastor Tim Brooks in this series on the names of God. I want to welcome those that are joining us here. I want to welcome those that are joining us on podcast. I never want to not uh, welcome those on podcast because we've got so many people all over the country. We continue to get letters uh, from just amazing places about how folks are being ministered to through our podcast. With any amount of reading in the Bible, you become quickly aware that names mean something about a person. In the Bible, when you read, you quickly become aware that names mean something about that person. I mean, in the New Testament, we see Jesus telling Simon, his new disciple, there in John chapter 1, verse 42, you are Simon, the son of John, but you shall be called Peter. Y'all, everybody's familiar with that. The significance of that is the Greek word Peter, Petros, means rock. And And when Jesus ascribed a new name to him, he described a new character, a a new person. He he was describing something about what he was going to be. In the Old Testament, God himself changed Abram's name to reflect a new reality about him. You remember Abram. Abram, that means exalted father. He changed that to Abraham, which meant father of a multitude. Uh, you remember Jacob, uh, the, the, word, uh, the name Jacob meant grabber of the heel or deceitful. It, that word Jacob meant deceitful and God wrestled with him all night. You remember the story? Uh, an angel wrestled with him all night and changed his name to Israel, which means one who prevails. In Hosea, uh, God changed the names of Hosea's son and daughter to note changes in his relationship with people. Uh, Today, uh, that's not the case. Uh, Parents often choose baby names because they sound good or their popular name at the time. They choose a baby's name after a relative. Uh, We choose names for many reasons, not the meaning of that word or not the meaning of that name. But the truth is, still today, names can be very potent. Uh, and there are names that parents avoid or stay away from attaching to their children. Nobody's going to name their baby Hitler. Uh, why, you, nobody's going to name their baby Hitler. That name is so powerful and it carries such a connotation. There are so much overtones. That, that, I mean, you can think a whole lot about that name. And, and because of that, nobody's going to name their baby Hitler today. In Bible times, names often conveyed a purpose, a nature, an authority, or a character. The question that we begin this series with is, do you know God's name? Do you know God's names? Now, we understand God in the terms of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We understand God in the terms of the word Trinity, 
Uh, We recognize God as creator. We speak in the name of Jesus, our Savior. But many people don't know God's names. The title of this series is The Names of God. The Names of God. There are some 80 plus names of God found in the Old Testament. And as you came in, you were given a handout. If you didn't get one, you can go to our website and you can get it. Uh, knowing God's name is, and his names is, is critical to our understanding of God and to our applying the knowledge of God in our particular situation that we find ourselves in at any given moment of the day. God, through his names, would reveal a, a new aspect of his character to his people. And from now to the end of this year, we're taking out several weeks that we have special things planned. Um, one of the Wednesday nights, we're going to have a baptismal service. If you hadn't been baptized, you need to be thinking about doing that. Uh, we've got several things that we have planned. So uh, this isn't all the Wednesday nights left. But but for the for the time that we have left, there are 12 weeks from now to the end of the year that we have time for a teaching session. And with this introduction that we're in right now, and with a conclusion, we're left to pick out 10 names of God to study. And, and this is just going to, be a, this is going to be a powerful series for us. The point of this entire series, and, and I want to make sure that I say this because I want you to know why we're doing this. The point of this entire study is God has a name to meet the needs of any situation that you face in life. And you need to know that. When God asked Moses to lead the Israelites out of a difficult and challenging situation. Moses knew he couldn't go in the power and the authority of his own name. So he said, who shall I say sent me? In Exodus chapter 3, 14, he says, you shall say I am sent you. That name identified the power of God. Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Who's, who sent me? I am. Who's going to do this? I am. Who's going to feed us? I am. Who's going to take care of us? I am. That name encapsulated what all God was going to do for those people at that time. And this study is going to show you, we, and, and what we're going to learn, what we'll, we'll see is God has a name for any and every situation that you're going to find yourself in in life. And as we learn these 10 names of God, We're going to get to know him in a deeper and in a much more personal way. We want to see God's ability to act in your particular situation. It's very easy for you to see God as high and lifted up, but believe that he is disconnected with the situation that you are now facing. Yes, God is God, and I know who God is, but what am I going to do about the situation here? What am I going to do about this need? What am I going to do about that need? What, what am I going to do? And, and as we learn these names, we're going to come to know characteristics. We're going to, get, we're going to come to know nature traits of God, and we're going to see how God moves on our behalf. 
And, and I do believe without a doubt, peace is going to come in your life. I believe you're going to experience a greater amount of power that's going to come in your daily life by learning God's names. It empowers you when you're in the middle of a difficult situation that you may tend to think God is not interested in, nor does God care about. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. That says everything that I want to say in this whole series. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, that's you and I, the righteous run into it. When I think about running into it, I run into a building. I'm going into, we're going to literally run into the name of of God that deals with the situation that we're facing right now. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. Psalms 111 verse 9, he has sent redemption to his people. He has ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Awesome is his name. Psalms chapter 8, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. That word majestic, it means full of splendor, magnificent. Your name is excellent. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic, how awesome, how full of splendor is your name in all the earth. Chapter 8 of Psalms goes on to say, You have displayed your splendor above the heavens. You have displayed your splendor above the heavens. And it says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers and the moon and the stars, what is man that you take thought of him? I don't know about I don't know if you if you just look out the window and take life for granted. Uh, uh, I am, I'm speechless, I'm overwhelmed, I'm brought to tears when I watch the colors in a sunset. I'm I'm greatly moved when I watch a sunrise. I've been driving across the country and and mountains and and the clouds coming over them and and you look at weather patterns and and you drive down the countryside and and you see rivers and the colors and the the water and I'm I don't, I'm overwhelmed. I, I get overwhelmed. You have displayed your splendor. You, you know, you say, well, why didn't God manifest Himself? Why didn't God manifest Himself? I don't know why God doesn't just show up and show Himself. I, I don't know what to say to that. Are, are you completely blind and ignorant? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, I just wish I could see God. Have you ever looked out the window? Are you kidding me? I mean, just look at your own physical makeup and the workings, the integral workings of the physical body, and you wish that God would just show up and show himself. I I don't know what what to say. When I consider your heavens, Psalms 8 says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, uh, I, I, I don't even know what to say. And, 
And, and here's where we come to. Uh, a finite man. Do you understand the word finite? Very limited. A finite man with a very finite vocabulary starts to describe God. Th- think about that. You know, I sit in my chair. I'm driving down the road in my truck. At, I think about things. I think about that. With my vocabulary and, and with the intelligence that I don't have, I'm going to describe God with our finite mind and our, our finite understanding. How do we comprehend God? We're totally lost. That's why the Old Testament writers give us the names of God. Because they help us better understand and wrap our minds around God. You know, we say, oh, God this and God that and blankety-blank God and God and God that. We just, oh, Jesus Christ. God, I, we're talking about God. The creator of this whole universe. And we flippantly throw around his name. I, I want to welcome you to this series on the names of God. The, the first four words of the Bible, in the beginning, God. The Hebrew word translated into English, in the beginning, God. The Hebrew word for the word we translate is God, right there, the fourth word in the Bible, is Elohim. Now, Elohim is not the most frequent used word for God. Elohim is only used 2,570 times. It's only used 2,570 times. The most frequent word for God is Jehovah. That's used 6,823 times in the Old Testament. 6,823 times. Now, Elohim and Jehovah are two root words that many of these other names that we're going to study are built on. So I want to give you the definition of these two root words because we're going to use them and refer to them throughout our study. The word Elohim. That fourth word in your Bible, Elohim, comes from two words, El, which means mighty, strong, prominent. Elohim means creative power, all-powerful, creative power. So in the beginning, Elohim means we're about to see the creative, all-powerful side of God. Now, we're going to use the word Jehovah often as we're studying these names of God because it's also a root word. Jehovah means to be, to live. It means permanent existence. Jehovah means always has been, always will be. No beginning, no end. Jehovah means permanent existence. Always has been, always will be. Now, the Hebrew language is referred to as God's language. 
The thing you got to know about Hebrew is that it is much, much, much more descriptive than our English language is. So most often, the translation to English from Hebrew, the translators are only left with one word where Hebrew has many, many, many words. So as, we're, as the translators are translating the Bible into English, we get the word God or we get the word Lord and that's it. And so all through your Bible, you're going to read, and God said, or God did, or the, and the Lord God said, or the Lord God did. When in Hebrew, there are over 80 different words to describe what we just translate as God. There are 80 different words that, that the Hebrew has that we don't have in our language. So when the translators read Elohim, they write God. When they read Jehovah, they just write God. When they read these other names that we're going to talk about, they just write God. Because we don't have that word in English. Now, what's important in this, and what's going to be life-impacting, is that as we study these names... Uh, boy, this is, this is going to be so good, you, you, you're just not going to believe this. As we study these names, this is not going to be a boring Hebrew study on some boring language... As we study these names, here's what you're going to get. You're going to learn that no matter what you're in, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what pressure you're under, almighty, ever-present, all-knowing, always has been, always will be, is right there in your situation. And that's what you're going to come to find out. We've given you a handout as you came in of many, many, many of these names of God. Clearly, this series could go on indefinitely. And to avoid a three-year series, uh, we'd like to stay away from three-year series. Um, to try to get this down in bite size, we're just going to pick out ten names. So, you're in the introduction right now. Then we're going to look at ten names... And then we're going to end with a conclusion. It'll be the week before Christmas. And we're going to look at the name Emmanuel. God with us. God with us. Come from an Old Testament understanding of God being out here. And if you saw him, you would die and... Only Moses could go up on the mountain and meet with God and nobody could touch God. And, and we're going to get to the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Oh, I can't hardly wait for these next 12 weeks and all that we're going to learn about God. There's just a lot in these names, especially when we're talking about knowing and understanding God. You're going to get a deeper understanding of God than you've ever had before. Getting to know God by His name is more than simply learning a new word or discovering a new title that God goes by. Learning these names of God, it's going to open the door to you seeing God in a whole new light. 
You're going to have doors open to you, and you're going to come to an understanding of God like you've never had before. You've got the handout, many, many names of God in the Bible. Uh, If this gets very exciting and interesting to you, you may want to study a lot of these names. But I want to just quickly go over the ten names that we are going to look at in this study. Uh, Next week, we're going to look at Adonai. He is owner, he is ruler, he is Lord. Then we'll go to Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord our provider. Jehovah-Sabah, the Lord our warrior. Jehovah-Shalom, the Lord is peace. Jehovah-Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah-Nisi, the Lord is my banner. We'll go to the next week, Jehovah-Makadish, the Lord who sanctifies us. Jehovah-Rohi, the Lord who heals us. Jehovah-Sidkanu, the Lord our righteousness. Then our tenth one, El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty. The Lord Almighty. And then in our conclusion, we're going to look at Emmanuel, God with us. I believe this series is going to be extremely life It's going to be life-impacting for you. Because, once again, you will see God right where you are. And, and we've all been there, where you feel like God is so far away. Here you are in the midst of your crisis, in the midst of your difficulty, and you're praying, God, I don't even know where you are. God, I don't even know if you're real. God, if you are really out there, if God, if you are really there, and if, if you are who... My friend says, you are, God, if you can hear me, if God, you're going to come to know God is, God is there in the midst of your situation. Here's just an example, and we're going to use this in a couple of weeks. When you've lost your job, life caves in on you. What are you going to do? How are you going to make it? Panic's going to hit. Fear's going to hit. Pressure takes over. How am I going to pay my bills? How are we going to do this? What I was doing, I just got laid off. This just dried up. Our company just got bought out. What am I going to do? Your life changes when you find out your job is not your provider. Life changes when you come to know Jehovah Jireh. Life changes for you when you come to know Jehovah Jireh, my provider. And Jehovah Jireh up to this point has used this job to funnel money and blessings to me. But this job is not my provider. Jehovah Jireh is my provider. And as I look to Jehovah Jireh, he will provide a better job. He will provide another avenue to funnel blessings to me. Because this job is not my provider. I serve Jehovah Jireh. When you come to know that, it changes everything. You love your job. You love what you do. You love where you're involved. You, you pour your life there. This is your life work. You're involved there. But when, when that is no longer there, it doesn't rock you because that was not Jehovah Jireh. You followed Jehovah. See what, God, where are you? I lost my job. God, do you even know that I've lost my job? What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What's going to happen? Now, you got to come to know. you got to come to know Jehovah Jireh in a special way. He is your provider. And right in the middle of what could be a crisis in your life, you're flooded with a peace 
that passes all understanding because you come to know Jehovah Jireh. Oh, we're going to learn these Hebrew names of God. And and like I say, it's going to be far from a boring series. This is going to be absolutely life-altering for you. Life-altering. And and I'm just telling you, Paul and and Josh and I are going to be teaching this. Uh, We're going to alternate so that you don't get tired of hearing one person. But you're going to come to know God in a, in a unique way. Your handling of or, or, and your dealing with life and what it brings. And we live in a fallen world. We, we, we live in a fallen world. Well, God, why'd you let this happen? Why'd you let this happen? Why, how come this happened? How come that happened? Always remember, God created us to live in the garden. That was his plan. Sin got us living in an imperfect world. Sin got us living in imperfect situation. Sin got us living in crisis that God didn't intend on us being in. God, why did you let this happen? God's wondering, why did you let this happen? I told you don't eat of that. This wasn't his plan. So don't be looking up at God. Why did you let this happen to me? God said, I told you. Don't eat that thing. Sin came into the world. We live in an imperfect world. We don't live in the garden. We live in an imperfect world. We live with imperfect people. We live with people who are going to hurt us. We live with people who are going to disappoint us. We live with people who are going to let us down because nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to live and act perfect all the time. We live in the midst of difficulties in our daily life. But God did not leave you to make it alone in those difficulties. God didn't leave you to fend for yourself in the midst of these crises. As we look at God's name, God's name is like a key that unlocks what God's provision is for you in the middle of that situation. And when you don't know God is your healer, See, when, when, when you don't know Jehovah Rohi, when you're sick, what you going to do? When you're sick and you know Jehovah Rohi, you run to that name. See, whenever you're jerked up and you are needing peace, you know Jehovah Shalom, you're going to run to that name. Here's the point of all this. God has what you need for you. God has what you need for you. And the reason for us doing this series, the reason you can't miss a single one of these lessons is when you identify and you understand which name relates to your particular situation, then you're going to be able to connect with God's power to deliver you from that situation. And here's what I'm telling you. You're going to find yourself in situations in life. And without that, you're going to think that you are left out here to fend for yourself. But as we know these characteristics of God, you can, you can connect with God's power to deliver you from this situation you're in. And when you connect with that power, when you get a hold of that power, as mom has been teaching these last three weeks in prayer, when you get a hold of that power, then it brings peace in your life. And you're still in the midst of this situation. I'm still in the midst of this, but I've got a confidence. I've got an assurance that God's going to see me through. 
because I know who he is. You know, Jesus taught us to pray. And he began in his teaching, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That word hallowed is the same root word as holy, which means apart. It means sanctified. It means set apart, set above. Hallowed, holy is your name. We just have gotten so flippant with God's name. And, and you know, I, I do appreciate the sermons where Jesus is a big brother and that God is like your father and Jesus is a big brother. And, and I appreciate those sermons that want to put God on our level, but you got to know that God's not on our level. You, you know, as, as in our sermons, we try to uh, make an understanding or a connection with God being personal. You, you got to know God, hallowed be your name. How, he, he's not common. He, he's, he's not common. He's not everyday. He's not cheap. He demands that we recognize and that we value who he truly is and who he is in his name. What I want to assure you of, and I want to wrap this introduction up, you're going to see, regardless of what you're facing today, that God is a God of hope. He will provide a way for you to experience victory in your life. And regardless of how far you're messed up, regardless of how far wrong you have gone, regardless of how bad you have been, and regardless of how bad your situation is, God will provide a way for you to experience victory in your life. And don't ever buy into the lie that I've gone too far that I've messed up too bad, that life is too far gone to be salvaged for me. God's bigger than that. And you're going to come to know in these names of God that, that, well, look at what a screwed up mess I've made of my whole life. There's no hope for me. I'll never have peace. I'll never have joy. I'll never have a family. I'll never have a home. I'll never have money. I'll never have health. I'll never have, I, my woe is me. Here I am. You got to know that God is bigger than all of that. And, and God has always, God will always be there for you. And in the midst of your in the midst of your, your dire straits, in the midst of your most difficult times, God has provided a way for you to come out of that situation and have a powerful testimony that gives him glory for what he's done in your life. And you got to know that. You, you got to know that. And, and our hope and our victory in life only comes through the Lord. It only comes through what God can provide in your life. Psalms eighty six eleven. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. I will unite my heart to fear your name. John sixteen twenty three. If you ask the Father for anything in my name, He will give it to you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. 
Ask and you will receive so that your joy will be made full. We ask in his name. Here's what I'm telling you. Your life will go to new heights as you learn the names of God. Y'all stand. Lord, tonight we submit these coming weeks to you. Lord, each one of these lessons that Paul and Josh and I are putting together and, 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 and have direction to guide us through, Lord, your names become not just a Hebrew word, but that we come to know you in a more powerful and a more intimate way. In these coming weeks, we see you and we see what you have for us. Lord, hallowed be your name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for joining us each week for the CMC podcast. CMC has so much to offer. We host summer camps for all ages, a Christian school K-4 through 12th grade, youth conferences, a college-age internship, and much more. Go to cmchurch.com for more information about all the great things CMC has for you. 